On this episode of Finance and Technology Insights, Eric and Brian get to know each other and talk about the metaverse. Let's go. To today's show, this is Finance and Technology Insights with Eric Burendorf and I am Brian Williams. And we're going to talk about some of the weekend events, uh, the prior week events in those areas. And for the first show, we're basically going to introduce each other's businesses poorly and introduce each other personally, also very poorly. So how are you doing today, Eric? Doing good, doing good. That's a, that's a, that's a pretty good start for episode, episode one. I'm not sure I'll be able to live up to that, but um, that's excellent. No, maybe we should just stop there. We'll do the George Costanza end on a high note. Yeah, end on a high note. Walk out. Yeah. So what do we? So what are we doing here? What's <laughs> so, our What's our project? I, so I don't know. I guess you you stalked me on LinkedIn and you sent me a a message <laughs> and said, "Hey, I want to do this this podcast." And uh, you'd been looking for somebody for a while, and uh, you found me. Maybe everybody else said no. I don't know, but um, so you reached out and you kind of had this idea, and we sort of cobbled it together what thursday or friday last week and we're recording on a monday so yeah that 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 is that's got to be the record time for for a couple of idiots putting together a youtube channel so i know uh, yeah you're right i um i have been wanting to do i've been wanting to uh to do some sort of video or audio content production for a long time um it's obviously a uh great a tool for business to reinforce a, a brand and re, reinforce a, a marketing position. So, um, you know, that's the obvious benefit there. But the other thing too, is I just love technology and business. I just love talking about this stuff. And, um, uh, you know, I, 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 you know, I follow a lot of podcasters, YouTubers out there and, um, you know, I've even reached out to a number of them. Hey, get me, you know, let me be a guest on, on your show. And I've done a, a, quite a few uh, guest spots, but it wasn't enough. I wanted to do something myself. So yeah, I, uh, I saw your, uh, I think we've been connected on LinkedIn for some time and you posted a wonderfully produced video on, I think your channel. And uh, I just, yeah, I just took a shot. I said, maybe this guy will want to do this, do this project. Yeah, you made me an offer I couldn't refuse. So, <laughs> I'm I'm the, surprised that you're in lockstep with me. So the the compensation was was extravagant, exorbitant, far more than than I could have ever expected. But <laughs> um, yeah, so I had uh, you know I had been fooling around with some different content. I mean, pre pandemic, I was doing a uh, a show called the Southington Business, just just kind of Southington Business uh, talks, and we were doing uh, interviewing some business owners and having those conversations about how they started their business. Um, I I prefer to record those in person, especially if they have a, a physical location, just so I can kind of get a feel for those. So, so I'd sort of put that on pause. And uh, early this year, I did start my own Facebook group and YouTube channel. Those are four hundred one k and beyond. It's just a Originally, it was going to be a client-only platform as just a way to help them enroll and educate those. And then it was like, well, you got an audience out there. Why not just kind of turn it on for everybody and, and see what happens? And it's it's been interesting to see other you know investment advisors, financial advisors join, join the group, watch the stuff, other industry professionals, and see how that group has sort of ebbed and flowed. So um, 
doing something that's semi-related, I guess, to that, uh, I think is going to be, is going to be fun because there is so much overlap, you know, as we talked about last week, that technology sector has been, you know, one of the, the fastest performing, best performing sectors in the stock market. So any sort of research along those lines, I think is helpful. And, you know, being a, a solopreneur and somebody who started my own business, I wouldn't have been able to do this, you know, 10 years ago, or maybe even five years ago, because of the technology wasn't there to be able to automate so many things and connect with people in so many different ways. So, right. so there's a ton of overlap. And there's a ton, I think that we're both going to learn from this. And hopefully the audience does too. Yeah, I mean, hopefully, yeah, the takeaway here for the audience and the listener is to, uh, you know, ho hopefully they'll be entertained with our antics and hopefully we'll uh, inform them uh, in, in some useful way. Um, yeah, this this channel um, doesn't preclude your your other, you know, your other effort, you know, that I think building a community around a brand is is really important for, for the reasons that that it's helpful. Um, so I hope this doesn't take any wind out of your sails in that regard. I, I'm, I'm sure it doesn't. And I hope, and I'm, you know, hopefully you see them as kind of distinctly. This is, this is our, this is, I kind of view this as our playtime Monday morning, right. the wife and kids are at, uh, at school and work. Um, you know, we're, uh, we're, we're, uh, you know, we just get to talk about the things that we like to talk about. And I don't expect any, and anybody to be listening to us. So um, I, I keep using the expression, let's just run with scissors. And, uh, you know, let's just uh, be a couple uh, knuckleheads, two more knuckleheads on the internet, um, talking into cameras and microphones, right? And see what happens, right? Right, exactly. Yeah. And I just, I just picture the, the Simpsons meme with the, with the old man yelling at the cloud, right? I mean, that's just, that's just us two guys yeah. yelling into the cloud to see if anybody listens or if anybody cares. So tell, you want to tell everybody what the format, what our idea for the format of the show uh, is going to be? Yeah, I think so. The format is to go through, you know, the last seven days and talk about uh, finance and technology and the, and the crossover. And they're both certainly areas where there's going to be more than enough content. I think some weeks we'll do five subjects. Some week we may only do one. So I don't um, think we, I don't think we've introduced this, the, um, uh, so, so let me just back one step backwards, right? Yeah. So, so the idea is um, we're going to use a news aggregating site called Flipboard, flipboard.com. Uh, we'll put a link to uh, the, the Flipboard magazine that, that we will curate. And it allows Brian, Brian and I to, throughout the week and the news cycle, we can pin articles that we find it, that interesting that we may want to talk about. The, you know, my interest, my natural interests are technology anyways. So that's predominantly what I'll be pinning more than likely. Um, and I, I assume you'll be touching on some finance related subject matter, but honestly, because this is our toy and we get to do what we want with it, I, I may just talk about something unrelated. Um, uh, but we'll, we'll have that flexibility because again, we won't have any viewers and quite frankly, it won't matter what we, what we're doing here. So, <laughs> um, but no, we'll, we'll, we'll be using a news aggregator called Flipboard. We'll be pinning some articles and then, uh, go ahead. We'll, we'll be talking about, we'll just be reflecting on, on that throughout for an hour, right? About, about yeah. an hour, you think? Yeah. And you're much more locked into the Flipboard world a little bit more than I, 
I am. So I remember getting into it when I first got my iPad, like the first generation iPad, that's kind of where it was at. And I've been off it for a little bit. So now I'm just sort of getting back into it. Not that it's the most complex platform. No, it's not. Uh, you know, I mean, out there, it, but, it's, uh, it's just a news aggregator like any other. It, it kind of gives us, it, it's kind of cool. Be, and I'm sure they all do this, in fact, but it was really easy for me to just set, establish a, a space of our own, mm -hmm. um, create an account. It allows us to curate articles if we have an audience. I mean, I already we already have 13 followers and 47 viewers for whatever right. those whatever those metrics mean. So just um, since over the weekend, people have already started taking note of the content that that we've been pinning. So yeah, I just figure it's a place to start. I mean, who knows where we'll be in six months or a year from now? Um, but yeah, figure the show format will we'll just be reflecting on last new, last week's news cycle. Yeah. Yeah. And we hopefully we get a lot of comments, comments on our YouTube channel and we did establish a Facebook group that, that goes along with it. Well, so I think that's important to have both, both areas. I'm sure there'll be some content maybe through the week that we'll share in the Facebook group that might not make it onto the show. Right. You know, if we pick, pick five topics, you know, and we only get to three, maybe the other two, we just have a discussion in the Facebook group. Good point. Um, or maybe we, you know, pop on for like a midweek live if there's some big event or, Good um, point. you know, uh, you know, like I think back when Microsoft, when Windows 95 was released, what a big deal that was. Imagine if we were doing a show back then, we can get up right. on stage and we can scream up and down like Steve Ballmer and we can do something like that. So, oh yeah. Oh, um, oh yeah. The bomb, the bomber jam. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I think that'll be fun to have to sort of build that community over time. And, and we're lucky enough to live in a time where that community could be anywhere. It could be, could be in Connecticut, could be anywhere in the world. So, yeah, I mean, I, I've actually, uh, you know, we're a Hartford based IT services company and, you know, we did have a couple um, out of state clients, but really we were predominantly a, a Connecticut company, com a Connecticut company serving Connecticut companies. And um, it was only until COVID happened that we, you know, we've always, 90% of what we do is predominantly remote telephonic anyways for our clients. So um, yeah, once COVID happened, um, we, we started signing on clients all over the country and, and the UK and Australia. So yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's been kind of interesting how that's impacted our business for sure. Right. How, about, how, how about you? How's COVID uh, been for your business? Yeah, same, same sort of thing. So I started my business about, about three years ago after being in the industry for a couple decades, I guess. Um, although that makes me sound really old, but I mean, really I don't, not. I don't get me started, started when I was 12, but uh, so no, I, part of my concept was to meet people virtually anyway just because of you know where we are and people most of my clients are a little bit on the younger side anyway so they're much more comfortable um you know flipping out of zoom at maybe eight o'clock at night than they are setting an appointment at one o'clock in the afternoon it's people work people have things to do um and i also think at least for me i'm better dealing with things in in small doses small packages so if i can hop on with somebody and do 15 minutes on a real specific question that they have, that's better off. I'm, I'm better off and they probably are too. than let's meet once a year and spend three hours in a conference room somewhere and, and go through stuff that 90% of they'll, they'll forget. So I'd, I'd much rather have people on a even monthly schedule of, Hey, 15 minutes, let's just specifically talk about 
the wife's 401k plan. And then next month we'll focus on the husband's and we'll get into that and do whatever and just sort of walk through that process. So, you know, over the course of a year, you can handle those 12 topics in, in small bites. So I work better that way. So I think I'm likely to attract clients that way. So long answer to your short question about, about how the pandemic's affected it. I think it's sort of accelerated that, but that was a path I was, I was on anyway. Um, you know, and certainly working with business owners, the idea of, you know, even now standing in front of a room of 40 people and getting people together in the conference room sounds completely foreign now, but, you know, three or four years ago, that's just what we did. So, I know um, it. and being able to, to talk to many people on a, on a zoom and even from, from different companies, I think too, is, is important where you couldn't really obviously do that in person. You know, you're having a, 401k meeting at this company on Tuesday and then this company on Friday, whereas now you might just say, hey, we're going to have an enrollment meeting on Wednesday night at seven o'clock because is that amazing? Of your plans look the same. So, um, yeah, I mean, as long as you can pass that scale and efficiency along to the clients, they they don't care. That's a win for everybody. So absolutely. Absolutely. And that just uh, brings us to today's first sponsor. Uh, we, this show is sponsored by Northshire Consulting uh, in Southington, Connecticut. And um, I have no I have no copy for that. But um, I'm going to do my best to uh, advertise and explain Northshire Consulting is the is Connecticut's or the country's leading 401k plan and advisor firm? I, one of one of the country's leading. Yeah, <laughs> one of the country's leading. I don't uh, know which 401... country. Right, right. <laughs> so, um, yeah, um, if you're looking for uh, a, a advisor in the 401k space, contact Northshire Consulting, 800-498-1876 or northshireconsulting.com. Yeah, that's really good. We thought it would be fun to poorly introduce each other <laughs> right. um, professionally and personally. So, right, so. wink, wink. That's Brian's company, Northshire Consulting. And I don't, I don't have any. Um, I'm going to put try to make this on the slide somewhere on this document, um, so that you can have. I don't Evernet, but fill a space. Yeah. So Ever, Evernet, they are. Um, one of the country's leading, <laughs> leading control all the leaders, right? That's what you spend 90% of your day doing. <laughs> That's uh, right. That's right. We make a off, significant amount of on. money uh, just rebooting computers when, when yeah, <laughs> turn it off, turn it back on. That's, um, <laughs> That's my, that's my IT support to my mother. It's like, did you, did you restart it? Did you turn it off? Did you turn it back on? So right. well, that's what Evernet is. They are professional control all the leaders. They can work with anybody in the country. Um, they have a staff that numbers in the twenties, I believe. Um, they, they are in the Hartford, Connecticut area, but they can work with anybody anywhere. Um, the 24 hours a day, they actually prefer to be contacted at 2 a.m. in the morning Eastern. Absolutely so, not. Um, I'm not going to give out the phone <laughs> number because I, I don't know it. But 860-656-7810. I put it in our notes here. Evernetco.com. Evernet, E-V-E-R-N-E-T-C-O.com. Right. Not Evernet.com. Not yet. I do have there. the trademark, but uh, somebody's sitting on that domain for the past 20 years. So we're, we're, we'll get it someday. 
All right, enough, enough puffery. Somebody sitting in a basement somewhere who really wants to start this Evernet company. They just haven't got around <laughs> to it. They're right. Just in the planning stages. All right. So this is a total train wreck. What you want to uh, you want to get into it? See what we do? Yeah, sure. All right. So again, we are going to use Flipboard as our um, as our show guide. Uh, that's the news articles that we've curated uh, to discuss. Oh, this is the other thing, too. I hate I noticed that I say uh, a lot. So I'm going to try really hard to stop filling airspace with us and ums. So just I don't know. I need to I need to get an electric shock pad with, and give you the button so so that I get zapped every time I say uh. Yeah, that's okay though. I mean, we don't we we talked about how we're not super fans of the the overly produced everything, every little bit of personality cut out. So so we're gonna try to spend zero time. If there was a way for us to spend negative time editing, we we'd find the way. But. Um, you know, yeah, I mean, this is what it's designed for to be listening to something, you know, while you're doing something else. This is not a an eight minute episode sprint where we try to cram in as many words as possible. So true. This true. is certainly a long form format, which lends itself to us and ands and right, right. We are at the 36 minute mark. So we have let's let's see if we really? can talk talk some news. Do you want me to do a screen share on the flipboard or do you want to control that on your side? Uh, no, you, you can do it. That's that, that's fine. Let's see. Oh, host disabled participant sharing. Where I uh, will work this out. I just I just put every just changed it there. Let me okay. There we go. So let me see if this can do this, and I can do. Okay, if I'm smart enough, I'll share only the window. Let me know if that comes up. Yep, looks good. Great. So I'll take the first article since I I think I have a couple more than you and we'll we'll split uh, split it that way. Um, you know I don't want to go right into the geekery, but we, I do want to talk about this. Uh, I really wanted to tease and troll Bill Gates a little bit. Um, so this is a little more this is a little more casual um, to get started. So I'm not sure. Have you have you? I mean, you have you heard yet that Facebook has officially rebranded as Meta? Sure. Yeah, I have. I, I was actually spending a lot of time on this over the week. I think we should lead with how great Bill Gates looks. And it's certainly well, no that's surprise part... that he's got he's got multiple women clamoring after him. Yeah, apparently he's he's the ladies man. But and this is yeah, this is a uh, photo curated by CNBC uh, there and and provided by the bill and melinda, melinda gates foundation but i thought it kind of just was funny that um bill gates says the metaverse will host most of our office meetings within two or three years so how much background do we need on the metaverse so first thing if the facebook rebranded to is to a they rebranded their their company name to meta and to the the techno adverse out there, or, or what we refer to as normals, the uh, metaverse is essentially the VR or virtual universe, I guess. And I guess you could say that what we're doing right now, or, or anybody working from home it, and having remote meetings is effectively pre-metaverse or pre-virtual work from home or what have you. So 
Bill Gates is just chiming in and, you know, who knows if he's writing, I, I, I don't know if he is answering a question in some other unrelated article or not, or, or interview rather, but he seems to be weighing in on the metaverse and what that means for us in our near future. And do you have a virtual headset uh, by any chance? Have, did I you... do actually. Yeah, I do. do have... I was actually looking into uh, getting the, the Oculus this weekend, but I have one of the, the first, uh, first generation, not the Oculus, but this was one that where you put the phone inside. That was the, uh... yeah, see, there you go. And we, yeah. yeah, this is funny because I was going to ask you about this over the weekend. I figured it better be a better show topic to, to talk about, but um this article is interesting because even before seeing this article, that was my theme. I sort of did an informal poll with just sort of my friends over the weekend, if they even knew what it was, if they had even, you know, been there as I make the, the air quotes. Um, and I, I kind of thought I was a little behind on this. It turns out I'm not, I'm like way ahead of where most people are because most people ahead. responded to the text. Like, what is it? What are you talking about? Or I, is that something Zuckerberg's working on or, um, but uh, yeah, I think, I think it's coming faster than we think. So I think his idea of two or three years, I mean, I think, like you said, with Zoom, we're essentially there anyway. And if you look at Mark Zuckerberg's video that he put out with the name change, one of the one of his rooms that he featured had a combination of people on Zoom like this and then people in there with the avatars. So you might have two or three people at a table with their no-legged avatars looking at a screen with a bunch of a couple of people logged in in Zoom. So Obviously, we know the way things work is a slow transition. It's not, you know, off a cliff with like suddenly we're all in this thing. But no, it's definitely here. It's now. It's going to be, you know, when we look back three years from now, we're going to say, wow, I, I didn't realize it was coming this fast. That's interesting. I, I, I didn't realize how tech forward you were. And I, I think I think that's a really ambitious or, or not ambitious and enthusiastic response to it. I'm the technologist of the two of us per se, I would say, and, and I, and I'm a, I'm not a, a, a naysayer of technology or the early adoption. I think two or three years is, is a little ambitious. Um, I, you know, I've got the Oculus. It's still very heavy. Um, the experience of having a headset on, and somehow being in the same room with other people without headsets on, you know, how does, how is that going to blend and mesh? And they're going to, they're doing a lot of things that uh, this hardware is going to be able to read your eyes and your face in some, in some way, and then superimpose that in on a virtual face in a meeting right now, if anybody's ever played the Nintendo Wii, um, they'll know these little caricatures without legs that are bopping around a screen. That's very much what the experience is right now. So I don't think it's any, any uh, question whether the virtual world or the metaverse is coming and we will, it will no longer be relegated to uh, a play thing for uh, children or, or teens. I think it's definitely going to be a valuable work tool and, and even in, in a work environment, two or three years seems, seems still a little close to me, but yeah, I, I think there's, there's a real few, there's practical applications that, I mean, people are using now, but I think once those start to catch on, I think of, uh, 
comedy shows or, or concerts. I mean, some of the stuff that's gone gone on in the Fortnite universe with some of the totally with some of the concerts. I mean, that's that's a hundred percent like like now people are definitely doing that. I mean, you'll have you'll have younger performers saying, I'm just doing this concert in in the metaverse because I can get a million people at my concert where there's no venue that will so hold true. that. And I can hold and I can sell tickets for 40 bucks and people will pay it. Um, so, so true. Um, you know, and, and comedy clubs, I think it's just like so many other things. It's that generational turnover. It's not necessarily that people are going to be converting. It's just that people aren't are going to age out of the system or die off. And the next generation is going to be is, how time, you know, how, I mean, I hate to talk about the pandemic, but how timely is that to really be the impetus to, to, to propel people into this training? Right. Right. Yeah. And I don't, I don't think you could ever, you know, you can't, I, I'm not sure, actually, I don't know if the metaverse would be, you know, they were accelerating into it. I don't know if that's really changed things. You could say maybe it even held it back because they weren't able to collaborate maybe as much in building it as they could have. So right, development know, be an interesting question. Yeah, right, right. There was kind of a double edged sword. Development was impeded for some time uh, while we were all separating. Right. Mm -hmm. And and but I got to tell you, on my side, um, my sales process for meeting new clients was it was it was the same call every single time I'd get a call from a prospective client and it was either a business owner business man or business manager. And it was like, Hey, we're not, we're not happy with our current vendor. Would you like to come in and meet with us and see what we've got? And, um, you know, basically put a handshake on all of us. And I was trying to go to a telephonic or virtual sales process in 2017 and was met with, with quite a bit of resistance. I, um, I, I, I would say I had a 50, 50 success rate and I think I lost some business because of it. But as soon as the pandemic happened, I mean, you know, everybody had to do vir uh, meetings virtually. So, so for, you know, for, for me, the pandemic was very, it's hard to pin a benefit to this thing, but the, let's call it a silver lining. The silver lining was it forced people to use a technology that was mature and readily available that could that could solve a significant problem and 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 bring significant efficiency to a to an, a legacy or old school process which i can i can triage an entire uh, enterprise telephonically i don't i don't need to walk around to physically to through an office building to look at every workstation sitting on a desk <laughs> you know what i mean and i don't need to sit in a conference room uh, you know, uh, risking a nosebleed because of the, the, the 27% relative humidity and, uh, in the room, you know what I mean? To just talk about the needs of a business. I can completely triage the needs of a business uh, through, through, through electronic means and the, you know, a meeting like this, some phone calls, emails, and we're, we're quite pro. I mean, I've been doing it 20 years, so I'm pretty proficient at it, but, uh, anyways, the pandemic really brought a lot, you know, kind of brought training to the masses. And I guess that's what I'm trying to say in that regard. So, yeah, I mean, it, the, the metaverse, it, I just, I guess the connection I'm trying to draw is the metaverse is also a tool. Like you said, I mean, it's so interesting that you, it, I talked to so few people who even know that a concert was given in a video game called Fortnite. I yeah. mean, you want to talk about that? 
do I want to, I, I wasn't I mean, there. I, I didn't go, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, so, so I've done a lot of research on it because like, like we said at the start of the show, there's so much that is a, I mean, look at the biggest stocks in the S and P 500. I mean, they're, they're tech stocks. That's where right. the growth has been and not necessarily that I'm making any sort of investment recommendation, you know, consult your investment advisor before acting on anything you hear in the show. Right. But, um, but I mean, you, you have to know what's going on in that world because it affects so many, so many other, other worlds where you're talking about the energy sector. Well, then you start talking about Bitcoin mining and what's the future going on there. Any sector you look at consumer discretionary, consumer staples, I mean, it all relates back to how they're going to, the technology is the driving force behind it and you have to know what's going on in, in that space. So, um, do you, yeah, so I mean, do you think, are you already having full, well, you said earlier in the show that are you having full, uh, meetings now with your clientele telephonically and through zoom meetings? Yes. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, we have certain relationships with people that I've never met in person before. Absolutely. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? I, I just, I just think that's amazing. So do you imagine yeah. just everybody putting their headsets on and then seeing their floating little uh, Wii characters? I, I don't think, you know, the, their ability to meet you, with me is going to, what's up? I'm not trolling you, by the way. I, I just, I love it. So, but no, I just... no, I think it's a good conversation. So I think that, um, you know, the ability to meet with me is not going to be the impetus for somebody to go out and spend two $300 on Oculus headsets. But if they say, <laughs> oh yeah, I think that I just did a, a yoga class with, with, you know, four of my buddies last week and I already have these, or I've been, um, you know, doing the, doing the sword game where I'm slicing up the boxes or whatever. So now, yeah, sure. I'll try it out. Why not? Um, right. And I think that's how technology sort of people are going to buy these or get into it for one specific use case could be the concert could be a yoga class or, or exercise, which I think is a is a phenomenal uh, pathway for certain, you know, something like yoga or a class like that, where you don't need any equipment and you can have open classes with people you don't know or closed classes with people you do know. I think that's, that's a practical application. So I could certainly see a scenario where you're meeting people um you one know, of the reasons why office one of the reasons why i got it actually was when um the the covid when the kids were pulled from school i i had um a brief uh hope that we would maybe be able to bring um a 360 camera to uh, the kids classrooms and have the teacher broadcast in, in real time uh, the, the instruction and the kids will be able to put a, put the, the headset on and be in the classroom. It's sad to me that technically that is possible today. Um, but the reality is that my kids are young, so I'm a little new to the new to the school system and, and the, bureau, the latest bureaucracy, but um, it's it's the teachers are great. They're lovely people. They care about the children. They care about the subject. But unfortunately, what, what I'm seeing is there's, there's, an, there's, there's an allergic reaction to change. <laughs> and um, things, they, things don't change quickly in the school system, unfortunately. And they're so, they're so apt to say no first to a new idea before they say, yes, let's try it. And boy, the pandemic was such a time for everybody to say, yes, let's try it. And uh, I think it's, again, it's sad to me because the, again, the metaverse is kind, this is why I'm not a total naysayer two to three years. Like it, there's a lot of 
this that is already available and, and here, but you know, the technology adoption curve can be real slow on in the early days, you know? Yeah. Right. And, and the idea of it being here, what does that really mean? I mean, you can make a case to some extent that it's here now. I mean, the, the technology is available and it's, you know, <clears throat> excuse me, what's, what's the adoption rate look like? Well, you know, to consider it here, you know, I mean, smartphones happened, happened so fast. Cell phones, feels like cell phones was like a little bit slower, like the original, original ones, but um, the smartphone, I mean, as soon as the iPhone came out, just really accelerated. So I guess that's kind of the well, question I, too, is what's considered the widespread adoption. Yeah. I mean, it, 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 an adoption curve is a really aggressive upslope, right? So it's, it, it, and that's what I was saying, the early days of the adoption curve can, can be really flat until it's not until it mm -hmm. just it zings straight up. And right. And um, it's kind of hard to know where we are in that adoption curve. The analysts always will extrapolate their, 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 their projections based on that early slide. And they're so mm -hmm. often wrong because they don't realize the adoption curve. There's an, there's an adoption point in time where the masses adopt it, a, right. a new technology. So, well, and the, the thing about technology surveys are, are funny because you're going to release the survey through technology. It's like, Hey, let's re release the results of our Twitter poll on how many people are going to have Oculus within the neck. Well, anybody answering a Twitter poll is, probably more likely to have, you know, a VR headset in the next three years than somebody who isn't, you know, very true. It's not like we're going to visit our local library and senior center and see what the adoption rate for Oculus is going to be in three years. You know, you would balance those out if you're really doing a scientific survey, which obviously they're not going to do. But, um, but I think, I think the way you led with talking about the, the cumbersomeness or the heaviness of the headset. I mean, I think that's the limitation right now is in the, is on the hardware side, on the, on the consumer side. Um, I don't think it's on the back end yet. Hardware might leapfrog it at some point if somebody makes a big advance there, but I think hardware is going to lag the, the software a little bit for a while. Um, and until somebody really comes out with something a little bit more lighter, lean, lighter and battery life, there's huge the rumor mill swirling big time that Apple is imminently uh, really going to release a imminent imminent within the next year or two, I guess, mm -hmm. the, uh, uh, a headset. And the question is, is it going to be some sort of closed VR headset where you're in the environment or is it going to be some sort of pass through lens technology? Right. And, uh augmented reality right versus virtual yeah, reality. augmented yeah good yeah. right augmented reality yeah. yeah i mean i remember i bought my apple watch because i was i was really trying to get away from this constant like check-in with my phone and uh, i was hoping that the apple watch would would give me the notifications i needed or was looking for for that trip that typical um uh, uh what chronic kind of like looking at the phone you know unfortunately that hasn't happened i'd give anything to have a pair of glasses i can put on and then just see my notifications without doing this this head down thing you know yeah yeah right or even just you know have just your regular glasses and then be tapping over here and then just you know one side your stuff comes up your alerts or whatever but yeah yeah, I mean, it's definitely going to be on the hardware side. And I'm surprised you haven't heard much from Google because they came out first with the Google Glasses, right? So you would expect that. And that was, geez, that was four, five years ago, right? I mean, Google that was Glass, a while ago. Google Glass, I think, was uh, 2012, I think. Yeah, that was a long time ago. So you'd that think they'd, 
Google Glass almost 10, 10 years ago. 2013, yeah, so a... 2013. Wow. All right. Yeah. Like that. Eight years ago. Yeah. So, yeah, maybe but look, I don't want to, I don't want this to be the technology, although I, this is, I love this and then talk, talk about it. Did you want to, we're already on a 55 hour mark and I'm, and I'm happy 55 to do this. Minute. 55 hour would be 55 would minutes. Be sorry. 55 minutes. That'd be a, a heck of a fundraiser though. If at some point we have to do that, you know, that would right. Right. A telethon. Yeah. Do you want to, um, I mean, try in keeping with trying to be an hour show, and I know that maybe we'll have some editing. So, so we're so we're close. Did you want to weigh in on? Did you on any articles or any information I, or? No, I don't. I don't think so. I don't necessarily view that last segment as a technology thing. I think it's really a crossover. If anything, probably okay. 50, 50 to sixty forty. So I I don't I don't have a problem with there. I think it gives a. I think that's a good trial run, right? We we're. We weren't concerned about filling an hour. That's for sure. The question is, was it going to be one topic, one article or five topics, five articles? So, yeah. Um, yeah. It's not hard for me to talk. That's for sure. No. And on something like that, that, that does cross over so much. I mean, that we both are, that we're both experts in, I guess. All right. Uh, well, may, so. hey, maybe, maybe one topic for an hour is, is entertaining enough. I mean, I certainly, we talked about something that I like to talk about and, mm -hmm. and um, I, I'll hope and pray every week that you don't um, want to talk for an hour on about a 401k. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't, doesn't sound that, that much fun, no, but kidding, uh, Brian. no, I'm cause kidding. we, we, uh, you know, we did actually mention it sort of half jokingly, like at what point are we doing this show? You know, are, are we sitting in a virtual desk with a virtual audience of, of, you know, legless avatars floating around with their, with NFT artwork hanging on the wall and all that NFT. kind of stuff. I, oh, mean, we, I mean, we're laughing about it, but I mean, is it pot? I mean, I, in theory, we could both get Oculus and we could get a room and we could do it now. I mean, nobody That's would true. be, nobody'd be there, but nobody's there on YouTube or Facebook anyway yet. So what, what is the difference? So, um, but yeah, I mean, those, those are very real distinct possibilities. And uh, I'll just close with, you know, you had mentioned the, the school system. So I'd mentioned that my wife is a high school teacher. She teaches high school special ed, but I think that's another area. That's another lane of, uh, you know, helping people with, with some disabilities and learning disabilities. I mean, the, the, the potential there is, is endless. So I think that's another avenue, as you mentioned, school, I'll take that a step farther and talk about special ed and, and, and all the way through, not just children, but, uh, you know, people with other learning disabilities or learning, um, you know, things that they can't process. I think being able to, to supplement that with some virtual or augmented reality is, is I couldn't be agree huge. with you more. Yeah. yeah. Enormous. So, so I don't want to be the one to, to, uh, wrap this. I just want to make sure that we, 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 uh, bookend this pretty nice. I mean, there's, there's, there's so much more I wanted to talk about. Um, but it, but I well, think he's it, he's it for the next show. Give us a yeah, couple I mean, topics. Well, let me just say that there's a massive, so, um, one thing I wanted to talk, uh, it's just, just mention is there's a massive security breach, uh, that happened on Friday and most security breaches happen on Friday because the hackers, uh, now know that if they start a hack on late afternoon, Friday, um, it leaves the IT security teams of businesses scrambling over the weekend and interrupting vacations and things. So there is a massive security breach that's going on that, that are, that's affecting web services and web applications. 
it, I think there's an under response happening right now from the industry and, and the computing industry at large. So it's kind of, we're in a wait and see right now, but um, it's the, it's called the log for J exploit. And I'm only going to leave it at that. And we don't need to do a deep dive on it, but um, it does rely, there is a patch available and it doesn't affect common computers, uh, web services, websites. It's a website hack that's affecting any, uh, many websites. So if you're, if your websites are down or, I mean, the entire Quebec government's web system of 4,000 websites is offline, at least according to the latest reports, for example. So if anybody's, if your websites are down or you're having trouble on the web uh, or accessing any digital services, that may be an impactor. And um, yeah, just make sure you're patching your systems because there is a patch for that that already. So that's why that's why it's important to have patch management for your systems. So I just wanted to touch on that. That's a hor you know hor I did that horrible service. I think we could have talked for an hour or or more on that alone, but um, it is kind of developing right now. So I just wanted to speak to that. Yeah, yeah, that's good. And and you would you would think of that as a technology story, and I'm thinking about that. You know, these, you know, public companies that get, that get hijacked like this, you're talking about uh, personal passwords and things like that, and how that relates back to personal finance. Um, and you're talking about a lot of these, um, a lot of these hackers that the payment that the, the ransomware, their payment, they're demanding in cryptocurrency. So obviously oh, yeah. that tails into my world a little bit. So yeah, I mean, there's, there's going to be a lot of crossover stuff. So should good. be a lot of fun. Good, good. All right. Um, I think that I'm looking at our show notes. We've covered everything. Oh, we didn't ask for the obligatory subscribe, like, and share. Well, I think yeah. Brian, Brian and I agree that we're not in this for the money um, for the YouTube channel, so to speak. We, uh, you know, if you, if you've made it this far and you think we're entertaining and you want to give it a shot next week, go ahead and subscribe, hit the bell. So you're notified when, when a new video publishes, I think the hope is we're going to record on Monday mornings and hopefully publish by Tuesday morning or so. What do you think? Yep, that sounds right. Yep. So you can, you can find us on YouTube. You can find our Facebook group as well. You can check us out there. We'll try to post some stuff throughout the week. Um, maybe do some polls and some surveys, get some engagement involved there and we'll see how uh, it goes. We'll see, we'll see how that goes. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But they, so, they're no looking back, right. We're going to, we're, we're, we're grinding, we're publishing and we're pushing forward. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. All right. So I'll close it out with, I'm Brian Williams from North Shire Consulting. Be sure to check out all the social media stuff and be sure to check all the links in the description of the video and uh, let Eric yeah. close it out. And I'm Eric Bjorndorf, CEO of Evernet IT Consulting in Hartford, Connecticut. And uh, yeah, that's a wrap.